G'day you mob, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Today is part two of my interview with the amazing Camille Hansen. Camille is an online English teacher, an author, a language learner, a mum to three, and she loves traveling around the world, embracing other cultures, and obviously learning the languages in those countries. So, today, guys, we have a chat about how Camille ended up becoming an English teacher and how she started her online business. Uh, We talk about how she's a husband and wife team. So, her husband works close with her as an entrepreneur online too. We talk about how they grew their business online, having realistic expectations around how long it takes to, quote, make it. We talk about the importance of finding your niche and whether or not you should be worried if there's a lot of competition in your niche in online business. We talk about Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube and how to grow your audience on these different platforms. You know, it requires sort of different plans of attack. Some of these things aren't all the same, right? And then lastly, we talk about how to develop your content and find what will work for you on these different platforms. So, guys, without any further ado, I give you Camille Hansen, slap the bird, and let's get into it. So, you're an English teacher and you have an online business um, teaching English. How did you get into that? Yeah, that's a good question. So, I'm not an English teacher by trade. I didn't go to school to teach English. So, it's been almost two years since I've been teaching online and it came from my love for language learning. And I realized I was doing a lot of exchanges. So, I was helping people learn English when they were helping me learn these other languages And I was like, I really like helping people learn English. And then I kept having people tell me, Camille, you should start a YouTube channel. And it happened three times. And then I was like, (laughs) done. "Hmm, Like, maybe this (laughs) is it. So my husband's like, if it happens again, and it did, it happened again. And so then we're like, let's just go for this. Let's start it. And it was right in the pandemic. So we actually Mm -hmm. had plane tickets to move to Spain in May of 2020. The pandemic hit, it just didn't make it possible. So in May, we started brainstorming and coming up with a plan for YouTube was going to be our main thing. And YouTube, funny enough, is my smallest audience right now. Mm -hmm. I ended up teaching, uh, starting TikTok when we were traveling and then Instagram as well. And there, I mean, you create a lot of content, but it's like, okay, how can we make a living from our content? Because YouTube pays me like, 30 or $40 a month, you know, from, from my videos, it's not sustainable. So that's when I created an online course. And then I started writing books. And then I started getting other companies reaching out to me asking me to, um, to sponsor me to create a reel for their project for their product or for their app or things like that. Recently, I just accepted an amazing job. I We'll see if I like it or not, but it's actually filming a course for an English course for somebody else's company in Singapore and they found me from YouTube. So I'm like, yay, YouTube, because I'm a small channel, really, but they found me from there. So, and I wanted to originally get you on to talk about um, growth on Instagram and everything, but maybe we can just sort of talk a little bit about online business for for people listening who are whether or not they're trying to teach a language, uh, if they're trying to, or at least considering 
starting an online business and becoming a quote unquote influencer in order to sort of get an audience and everything. What are the sort of step-by-step things that you you need to do in order to to do that? Because, you know, for a bit of context, recently, you I think the first time you contacted me on Instagram, you were like, I see you've got a sort of big Instagram page, Pete, you're teaching English. Do you have any tips and tricks? How can I grow my page? Everything like that. And I was like, you know, try these things, they might work. And since then, especially in the last week, I think you've exploded on on there and you're probably one and a half times my size now. You know, you, you've well and truly surpassed me. So you've obviously been doing the right things. Before we get into Instagram, though, what, what are the sort of step-by-step uh, things you, you had to put into place to start developing your online business? Yeah, to be honest, it's a lot of trial and error because I didn't even know what kind of content I liked creating or what people would like. So it's just really my, I didn't have a really specific vision. I was like, I want to teach people English. And people are like, you have to have a niche, Camille, you have to maybe, maybe just teach English to Brazilians, because Mm -hmm. you're learning Portuguese, which I was at the time. But then that meant that I would be ruling out the whole rest of the world. And so in my mind, I was like, No, I just cannot do a niche, I want to teach English to the whole world. I know it's crazy, but I do. And so Um, I just kept creating content, kept trying things, but you do have to know that you put in a lot of energy and a lot of time. So I think if you're going to start an online business, I hope it's a passion for you. The thing you like doing, because it takes up a lot of your time. So for me, it is a passion. It's always been a passion project. And so that I've been able to monetize and grow from it is just incredible, really but so yeah, a lot of work. And then of course, if you're a content creator like me and you, I don't know how to edit YouTube videos and things like that. My husband is a huge part of my team. So he edits and a Brazilian friend in Spain edits my videos. And so there are just many pieces that you're just like, wow, this takes up a lot of time. Sometimes a vlog, a 10 minute vlog could take 10 hours of time to put together. And so it's just a lot of work that goes into it. And then, I mean, I was like, I'm going to have a hundred thousand and the first year on YouTube. And I'm like coming up July 1st will be two years. And I just got 7,000 today, I think (laughs) on YouTube. So it's like, you just like, sometimes I just had huge like vision and then it can be disappointing because you're putting in the work and you're putting in the work and you're not seeing growth. Yeah. So that's why I say you have to love it. Cause I still, even though I wasn't seeing crazy numbers or growth, I was loving it. And I know that I was impacting a small amount of people because I was, I would always get positive feedback. My students, I was getting students as well that I was able to teach one-on-one and the feedback was always like, I love your teaching style. You're helping me. And so I was like, okay, you know, when you feel discouraged and you get good feedback, it motivates you. It motivates you to keep going. And so putting things in place, I mean, it's I think it's going to be hard in the beginning. Like we had also a mindset of, okay, we're going to do this for five years. And then if it goes nowhere, if we get nowhere, then maybe we can consider throwing in the towel <laughs> because, uh Oh, battery exhausted on my end on the camera. It's all good. Should it's I all have- good. Keep going. Cause I'll use the zoom video. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. It's fine. I love it. <laughs> okay. So we said five years, we're going to give it five years. And so we're almost at two and we've seen 
like, especially like you said, I don't know how or what happened, but in, in the past, I think it was about six weeks ago, I started getting a hundred people a day on Instagram. And for me, Mm -hmm. that was a lot. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I think maybe I'm in the Instagram algorithm, but then it just kept getting more and more. And now like, it's like 5,000 a day, 5,000 people a day. (laughs) And I can't even like, I can go back on my Instagram 20 minutes and that's all the notifications I can see from 20 minutes ago. It just like exploded. And I am like, I never could have imagined it. Like, this is like a dream for a content creator to have your content go viral. I think it's kind of like compound interest though, right? Like, so you've been, you know, you spent the last two years, as as you said, working hard to kind of work out what content you you enjoy first and foremost, but then also is helping other people and is going to hopefully feed into the algorithm and it's like throwing mud at a wall and seeing what sticks. And then eventually it sounds like, you know, we were chatting and you were just like, I don't know what's just happened, but the algorithm just picked up my stuff and is showing it to way more people now. And so I think it is one yeah. of those stories that's really interesting of you can't have that expectation going into online business. Like there's especially the influencer kind of role, whatever, yeah. whatever niche yeah. you're in and expect to overnight have this happen it's taken you as you said two years years, of of hard work and grinding and then only now is it starting to pay off so that I think that big message of consistency and persistence Mm -hmm. right is what matters Mm -hmm. yeah and then also I think it also depends on your platform because TikTok I had an insane explosion of growth in Peru (laughs) because it's it's also geographically based so wherever you are it serves up to that region so mm-hmm. I started TikTok and within the first, like in Panama, I had somebody recognize me on the streets. I only had like 6,000 <laughs> followers at the time. And someone's like, Hey, are you learning English with Camille? I follow wow. you. I was like, no way. And then I went to Peru and I just created videos that were interesting to me about Peru. Mm-hmm. And I did them in Spanish. And I think my, my most viral one was like 4 million. And then I had Holy several. Moly. Yeah, I had several 1 million view videos and I was like, this is crazy. So then I had like 100% Peruvian, a little bit of Bolivian. Okay, so it couldn't have been 100%, but mostly Peruvian audience following me. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like my brand, like learn English with Camille, you know, it was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was like Spanish. It was all in Spanish, you know, interesting things in Spanish. And so I was like, oh, like, do I just keep TikTok and have it be my travel thing? I still want to reach people with English on there. And so I got back to the States and I was like, I haven't been posting on TikTok at all. And then I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to start posting a few of my Learn English with Camille actually speaking in English videos. And a couple of them went viral, like Mm -hmm. two already viral here. So they went over 100K. Yeah. So yeah. But it got me like, I think 25, no, yeah, no, no, sorry. No, I went from 80 to, I'm at 95, 15,000. It yeah. got me 15,000 followers from those two videos. TikTok's then, weird, isn't it? It's just full it's on. It's so weird because some of the others are like 500 views that yeah. I posted after. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with TikTok algorithm? It's so strange. TikTok's, yeah, it's a weird one. But I think, yeah, the, the story here you're telling, it sounds like you need to get on multiple different platforms and kind of try them yeah. out and, and even try completely different styles, right? Like you, you were saying yes. in Peru, you, you're speaking in Spanish and seeing how that yeah. goes. And if you were to be staying in Peru and living there permanently or something, it would probably make a lot more sense to go down that niche of speaking Spanish, yeah. potentially teaching English totally. in Spanish, you know? So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So once you sure. once you've obviously tried these out and you've worked out what's working now. So it sounds like you're saying TikTok's working pretty well. Instagram's skyrocketing at the moment. YouTube's a bit slower. Yeah. Do you yeah. kind of adjust what you're doing and then focus on the one that's really working, or are you still kind of trying all three simultaneously um, to, yeah. to level them all up together? Yeah. I think I'm seeing people from Instagram now following me on YouTube. So I've noticed my numbers are up on YouTube. I'm getting more, but I've never had, I've never gotten in the algorithm on yeah. YouTube. You know, I think it's my, hard. my top viewed videos with my dad, you for English, and it's like 40 K. So that's yeah. like my top, you know, um, we're trying to create one video a week for YouTube, be consistent with that. And then I started posting a few of my shorts on there as well. You just, I'm just trying things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know if the Instagram algorithm will continue in my favor for, I I just don't know. You just can't control these things. So my goal is just to keep creating good content. That's always been my goal that will help people learn English and that I enjoy creating as well, because I think that's important. So how did you decide to monetize your business? This is always a really interesting question to ask people. What was that sort of point when you were like, I can make money from this and then being like, how do I make money from it? And then actually having the money come in as as people purchasing or or your products or services. Yeah. So I think, I know it is weird, but I feel like with the more followers you have, you kind of feel more validated, like in the sense of like, yes, my products are worthy. Like I believe in my courses and books now more that I have more followers than when I had like 2000 followers, even though they're the same thing, you know, and they're good products. Mm -hmm. So I decided, I think a year in my husband, it was my husband. He was like, Camille, like we haven't made, we're actually negative. We're like, (laughs) we spent hours and money on this. Yeah. 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 Like we're minus thousands of dollars from buying equipment and cameras and things like that. Maybe just like two or 3000 minus, Mm -hmm. you know, but never paying ourselves. If we would have to pay ourselves for the work and hours we put in minus 50,000, you know? So I guess to pause you quickly there, another thing about starting these sorts of online businesses too, is being aware of the fact that there is an initial investment in terms of your own money to buy equipment and, you know, online products and websites and all that, but also, your hours that need to be spent on this thing too, right? Yes. Yes. So about a year in, he was like, I think we just need to start now, Camille. You've been at this for a year and I think we just need to create products now and like start having things for that people can purchase and buy. And that was like scary at at the beginning. It was weird selling my products. I was like, who's going to buy it? Like it's good, but like, are they going to buy it? And you just, you doubt, you know, and you have insecurities about your product. But then I think, I don't know if you can relate, but the more that you create courses, the more that you write books, the more that you grow yourself in, like, I'm learning so much about English, Mm -hmm. writing these books and creating these courses and teaching people and things like that. And I'm like, no, like my time is worth being paid for, you know, my services, like I believe in them. I think they're good. So I think like you have to believe in them for others to believe in them. Really. I think that's an important step. Well, and to be on that that journey of wanting to improve and wanting to learn at the same time, like you don't need to be an expert when you first begin. Obviously, you want to be yeah. trying to to learn and be ahead of the people that you're trying to serve, right, with whatever yes. product or service it is. But at the same time, yes. you don't have to be some, you know, genius with 50 years experience in the English teaching world in order to be able to create a course and get it to people that's going to help people. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool, which I love for sure. 
Yeah, awesome. So are there any other big lessons with online business that you've kind of had to learn whilst whilst doing it all? Was there a point where you were like, this is it, we've done it, we're millionaires, we're, you know, set for the rest of our lives or is it an ongoing process? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my goal is to continue to continue to create good products. So I have a three-year vision to release mm-hmm. 10 books. Yep. So books are just the avenue. I actually really love writing books. So I'm about to release a pronunciation book. I'm working on a modern day dialogue book with conversations. I want to help people with grammar and work on a grammar book. So there's a lot of books that I have in the next few years that I hope to release. And hopefully those will get in the algorithm too, so that we can. On Amazon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I feel like it's just trial and error. It's just trying things. I, I, it's also like learning from other content creators, asking them, what do you do? How do you do it? People that have already gone ahead of you, people that have bigger audiences or are successful with their courses or with their books and learning and growing from them, being open-minded and being will- willing to adapt to yourself and just change yeah. things if you need to. And I think to not let yourself get discouraged or be too hard on yourself as a content creator as well. Be proud. Be proud of the work that you've put in. Should you be intimidated by the amount of competition out there? It can be intimidating, but I think it's not good to go down that road because <laughs> it's just like a never ending cycle, you know? I think look at yourself, see how far you've come, look at others to be inspired. You can want to get to where they're at for sure, but don't do it in a way that you're like, oh my gosh, I only have a hundred followers and they have 1 million. Like you don't know how many years of work that person put in before they got into the algorithm or before they became successful. We're all on a journey. Our journey looks different. I feel like there's a voice for every person. If they feel like I'm called to be a content creator or have an online business, I think good, like pursue that there will be a market for you. It'll just take you some time to figure everything out and be creative and make the product that your audience needs or wants. I think a big part of it too, is realizing that people like different people and hate different people. Right. And so there's always an audience for you, no matter, I think what you're like, you know, whether you're the most disagreeable and, and sort of angry person or whether you're the most lovely, friendly, you know, beautiful human being in the world, there's always going to be an audience that's kind of like, I resonate with this person and I can learn effectively with them because I'm engaged with their content. Whereas yes. other people who are in the exact same niche and teach, you know, a different way, I don't really enjoy and I don't like the same way. So yeah. I feel like that that's one of those big things. So you shouldn't be intimidated if there's a lot of competition because it obviously means yeah. that there's a lot of interest and a lot of space for people to be in that niche, right? Yes, totally. Especially with teaching English, there's 1.7 billion people trying to learn English. Like that is insane. When I heard that number, I was like, okay, there's got to be some people that like my style of teaching out of the 1.7 billion, you know? And and how many do you need, right? You probably, I think there's a, there's a few of those sorts of books, you know, that are like, a thousand true fans or my tribe and everything. And the basic message is you only really need a thousand people who purchase something from you. And if they were to purchase a $50 product, that's $50,000 a year. And if you 
you yeah. know, selling 1000 products, that's what, like, you know, a hundred a month or something, three a day, you can sort yeah. of work towards that and the numbers yes. become less intimidating and it does turn yes. into a full-time job potentially. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which I love. Yeah. So what's on in the future? You were saying you're writing some more books. You're planning to do that. Are there any other big things coming up uh, for, for Camille and Learn English with Camille? I think just a lot of content creation. So I realized that people really like seeing real life conversations. Yeah. So today, me and my husband went out and filmed, checking into a hotel, buying ice cream, ordering at a restaurant, pumping gas. What was it? There was five. <laughs> there were five. So a lot of creative videos like that. And then I really enjoy collaborations with other content creators like mm-hmm. yourself. So I hope to keep doing collaborations. And I'm also really passionate about live interviews like this because I'm curious by nature. And so you can expect on my Instagram live interviews with different teachers or interesting people as well. I was going to ask you, I saw one of your reels went viral on Instagram and I think it was where you were ordering coffee. So it had three, 400,000 views, which is is astonishing. Um, But I was going to ask, how do you line those things up? Because you are effectively in a coffee shop and there's obviously two camera angles. There's an angle on you. There's an angle yeah. on the person working there. And she looks like she is actually working there. It's not like you're yeah. fully acting it out, right? That's the person no, who works No, they're legit. The, like yeah. the people we go to, they're the legit workers. They're the people working there. So how yeah. do you line that up? Because I've always thought it would be so cool to do the same thing, but I'm just horrified of walking up to someone I don't know and asking them to effectively act in a video for me on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do that? How do you overcome yeah. that? <laughs> so I just tell them, I'm like, hey, I'm a content creator. I teach people English online and people really would be interested to know how to order in a restaurant. Could I film you? Could you just be normal? Say what you normally would say, but can I film you? And everyone said yes today. Everyone wanted to be in the reels. Everyone wants me to tag them on Instagram. So I think it's cool. And today my husband, he had, okay. So he was going like back and forth, like Camille, coffee girl, Camille, coffee girl. And it's kind of, it wasn't as natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause we were pausing and my sister was like, Camille, you look like you were like about to crack up laughing like the whole time. I'm like, I know it was funny. It was slow. It didn't feel natural. You know, you need your and husband so today, with two cameras had, where he, he can had just hold to, them. Yeah. he had to today. Both. We have the same iPhone. This iPhone is legit. And he was filming yeah. both of us like this different angles. So it felt more natural for the person. They didn't yeah. have to pause. It just felt like a natural conversation. So now we'll just see the editing part and how that flows. You'll need some kind of a gadget where you can just slot them. <laughs> In. There needs to be like a gimbal or something where there's space for two phones that you can kind of like align so that the, you get those camera angles. Hey, <laughs> maybe you need to create that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Where can people ah. find out more about you and what you do? Yeah, so they can find me on my Instagram, which is Camille Hansen, on YouTube, Learn English with Camille. Same on TikTok, Learn English with Camille. My website, I'm pretty sure it's learnenglishwithcamille.com as well. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> I never check it. My husband handles a lot of those kind of things as well. Even my Twitter, he handles it. I've never been on Twitter once. So if he's responded to you, it's, it's not me. <laughs> That's not a bad thing, I think, if you can avoid getting on Twitter. 
Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> Sometimes it's just too much, you know, mm. too many places and we're like, we're one person. Well, so. you too. I'm so jealous of you. I wish my oh, yeah, wife was two, as motivated and she was like, you know, <laughs> yes. helping me with the cameras and all this sort of stuff. She was like, you're yeah. on your own, dude. <laughs> oh man. That's another thing. If you're wanting to start your own thing, like you just, sometimes it's hard to set boundaries. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have a normal nine to five job. Sometimes you're responding at 7am. Sometimes you're responding at 10pm. It's it's hard to set the boundaries when you're passionate about your project, about your work as well. So that's something else for content creators to consider as well. And I think you're doing an amazing job. But yeah, once again, thank you you so much for coming on and hopefully we can have another chat in the future. Yes, thank you so much. I had so much fun. My pleasure, mate. See you guys. (laughs) 